Hello and welcome to the Hey Like You podcast. I am very excited to share that maybe, hopefully, knocking on wood, we might be seeing and hearing, seeing and hearing from the lovely Martha shortly. We have some plans for the future and I am excited. In the meantime, though, here is another solo episode. This is the second half of my interview with my dad. So this is Nansen, I Was Wondering, part two. Now I'm actually going to circle it back to some quick kid questions because someone did ask, and I'm very flattered by this question because it implies that I am strong. They said, how can dads best support strong daughters? So shout out to Samantha and Christina as well. You know, they're strong enough, but I do carry most of the weight of the family on my back. Yeah, you do, don't you? (laughs) You're, you're, this is a collective between your mom and I, and you know we're counseled in regards to this in the scriptures. You know, you you raise them up uh, to empower them to be who they need be, and to help them understand what is right and wrong, and uh, where they might be by way of a, a truly contributing, functioning personality in the world that surrounds them, and trust and believe that they'll be doing the right things, and that's yeah. what we do. Uh, life is all about experiences, and as your mom and I, we've always wanted you children to experience life. Mm-hmm. Oh, give, I can We will give to you that. the guides. We mm-hmm. will give you the influences. We'll give you our thoughts and our, our impressions. But you know, once you, for instance, turn the legal age, we literally pray every night that you'll continue to think, say, and do the right things that will keep you safe, healthy, and well in a physical, spiritual mental health perspective and that you go on to experience life Mm -hmm. and we trust and believe that you'll make the right choices and decisions and should you not the window's not slammed shut yeah we know we're always welcomed home we're here anytime night or day in whatever it is you want to talk about in regards to uh, where you are with decisions you're trying to make uh where you are in regards to how people may have uh impacted you in uh in a uh less than kind and gentle, respectful way, we're always here. Nice. Oh, I like that. Thanks. You bet. I love you guys. Absolutely. Um, and yes, sorry, when you said experience life, I said I can attest to that because in a less less emotional way and more just materialistic, I guess, those four, year, four years in Italy of just being flung to every corner of Europe because it's like, we're only going to be here once. We've got to see it all. And so just knowing how much you and mom have always encouraged us to just like pursue our education, pursue our experience, pursue our desires and like just go after what makes us happy. Widen your horizon as much as possible to enhance you as much as possible as a life experienced and capable member of the world at large. Mm-hmm. And then offer that to others. Yeah. You know, be available and be kind and engaging with others to help them also flourish because that's what it is you're flourishing and hopefully it will influence you in the ways where in which you can be a positive presence and a kind sympathetic heart and ear to the so many challenges and issues that just are so present today yeah i think that's lovely i think mm. that simplifies your parenting philosophy also to a t which was another question you got um and then the last question about kids and then we'll move on to some silly things or just different things. What do you most enjoy about grandchildren? And I feel like we should just say grandsons because you have five grandsons. There are no granddaughters. I'm waiting patiently for a niece. 
and they grow in youngest to oldest, young Sawyer, who's just about two months old now. Then his brother Eli with Logan and Martha. And then, of course, we've got uh, youngest up to oldest of Leo, Ben, and mm -hmm. Adam. Uh, our whole Sassy world, Leo. Sassy Leo. Yeah, sassy, bossy Leo. <laughs> sassy, bossy, handsome Leo. Uh, but they're all handsome and sweet and beautiful. Um, we, your mom and I thought that every time one of you guys come bouncing into this world, it was the one, one of the most magical moments that, that would ever, ever be with us forever and ever. And they are. And I remember every one of you and your respective births. All 10 pounds of me? All 10 pounds of you. <laughs> remember that well. Grace Maternity Hospital, Halifax, Nova Scotia. I was the butterball. Yep. Well, you took after your father. I was 10, 13, and you were 10? I think I was 10, 10 14. 10, 14, I believe. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, grand, you know, our grandchildren and grandsons is what mom and I live for right now. Yeah. We live for all of you as well, but those grandchildren are just, the, the, the pixie dust just floats around and makes life beautiful. Aww. We love being with each and every one of them. Uh, I don't know um, how we managed to endure the pandemic as we have. You know, thankfully we had uh, Facebook Messenger, yeah, videos, and like FaceTime. And FaceTime, and you know, shoutouts on the phone. Uh, but uh, it, it's been hard and challenging not not experiencing and enjoying that time with them. And you know how they pick up. The world about them and how they understand it and how it uh, it, it uh, is so engaging and alive for them and then how they formulate words and then how they formulate expressions and then their first joke that they share with you and uh, you know how the spaghetti bowl ends up on top of the head and you know the ice cream from the cake is uh, is in the eyeballs and in the ears just just the most wonderfulest well, and I think it's probably special, too, as grandparents, because you're seeing all the joys and wonders that came from having your own kids, a.k.a. moi and my four siblings. You're able to experience that again, but without having to maybe do the disciplining. Like, you're not having to necessarily do, like, the more unpleasant part of parenting. And so you're able to just see these little balls of wonder and just There was just a great commercial on TV about 20 years ago. It was actually for Nescafe Coffee. <laughs> and it was, uh, you know, a lady that was patently by her parents and grandmother. And she's sitting there at the, her kitchen table. And was she a Newfie? No, she was not. I don't know where she was from, but she didn't sound like a Newfoundlander. <laughs> uh, but she's looking at the camera, you know. And, mm -hmm. and this, the scenes preceding her sitting at the kitchen table with the coffee was her rolling around and bouncing around with the grandchildren, catching butterflies, building tents in the house, uh, you know, sand castles. And she says... And her hair, you know, as she's at the camera, having her coffee, her hair's all disheveled, her lipstick's kind of askew. And she says, I love my grandchildren. But you know what? They go home at the end of the day. Love your mom and dad. Yeah. You know, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That and, kind of uh, idea. And like you pointed out, we have all the, the sort of rights and privileges still of being a parental kind of presence with them. But you're but, like the fun parent. We're the fun parent. <laughs> yeah, we're the fun parent. So. Yeah. We get to tease, toss, and uh, run around and ramp around with them, but uh, they go back to their own mom and dad. And uh, uh, you pointed out that we have five grandsons right now, and when Sawyer was born, our youngest, I said to Evelyn, I'm not looking forward to it because when I envision this picture, I'm going to be you know, another 14 years older or 13 years older. But when all five of those grandsons, and who knows how many more are yet going to pop along, mm -hmm. when they're teenagers, mm -hmm. you know, when Sawyer turns 13, uh, then, then Eli is going to be 16, and Leo's going to be 17, and Benny's going to be 18, and Adam's going to be, be uh, 21. 
I was going to say, Adam's yeah, going to be like Adam 20. Adam's going to be married by then. He'll have his own child for all we know. I'm going to be a grandparent, a great-grandparent. Uh, I, I said to your mom, I can't wait to see that day in some yeah. ways, you know. The, the, our, our sort of extended prodigy and, and how they're, they're growing up through life and what individuals and people they're going to evolve to become, uh, you know, and how handsome and dashing they're going to be and how many of them are going to join the Navy and become a naval officer. Yeah, you have been that. holding out for one I Navy sure offspring. Yeah. But, I, but your mom and I absolutely love it. The, the, yeah. the, the challenge for us is uh, the great separation we're experiencing, of course. Martha and Logan way up in Grand Prairie, six and a half hours away, and Sam and the boys are in Ontario, you know, which is a half a country away. Yeah. But they, they, they are just utterly precious. Love them. Love them. Love I'm them. Glad. Yeah, love them. Okay, so now just some, some questions that didn't necessarily fit the family theme or the personal life to Nansen theme. First and foremost being... Um, does pineapple go on pizza? <coughs> Sorry, what was the question? Shut up. No! What's your, what's your, why not? What's your issue with it? It's a fruit. Fruit don't go on pizzas. Tomatoes you, are you fruit. you put strawberries? Tomatoes are fruit. No, where I come from, they're, new, they're, they're hardcore vegetables. <laughs> they're hardcore vegetables? Sweet vegetables. Oh my no, I don't put strawberries. I don't put bananas on my pizza. So no, sorry. I'm very hardcore in that. Pineapple does not go on pizza. Okay testy um question that i have because i just want to make sure that your brain is good and secure and you haven't um succumbed to dementia yet what's the best christmas movie to watch at christmas time with your family the fact that you're taking this long i know i know and i can't <laughs> i can see that i can see the cover on the dvd player yeah yeah what happens in the movie what's it about what happens in the movie something stolen yes the mom ends up. Yes, the one. family stone. The family stone. Okay, I just That's needed it. to make sure. No, family stone. Family stone followed quickly by a Christmas story. A Christmas story. What do you want one of those for, son? You're going to shoot your eye, eye out. out. <laughs> Love that show. And the, 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 one of the most funny aspects is when the, his mom is on the phone with the parent of another mm -hmm. boy and... You can hear the other young guy on the other end getting his mouth washed out with soap. Because he lied and said that. Yeah. And he, and he said a bad word. Oh, great show. Good Love stuff. Okay, someone was wondering, are you able to marry people at sea? Like, are you a captain? No, for I, I don't think so with Canadian naval captains uh, because we belong to a military uh, setting of things. But I do believe, you know, cruise ship captains can, can well, do Well, and I feel like even like BC ferry captains can. No, I don't think so. Because I thought they asked Sam and Jim if they wanted him to perform... A wedding. I don't remember that. Sam, but, but I don't. Confirm. I can't remember. I can't recall. Okay, that. that's fine. But but part of me too says, I think that might be like an old wives' tale. Oh. That somehow, uh, you know, ships, that's how maritime Jim and Pam cruise get captains in the office. by a cruise ship captain. No, by a Lady of the Mist, the Niagara Falls ship. <laughs> okay, no idea about that. No okay, idea. well, we should but watch the office. Walk it back as Canadian Navy. No, you, you can't okay. conduct marriages. And then just going on the same vein of, of Navy military, are there any secrets that you can share with us about your experience after serving a 28 and a half year career in the military? Only to say that I was trusted with probably the highest security classification no, that could be. Yes. Afforded one serving in uniform for the Canadian military, and I have doggedly. I'm sorry. Is committedly. This, are you kidding right now? Maintain that confidentiality and security to the present day. 
I don't believe you. I was serving with the North Atlantic Treaty Organization, so I had one of the highest clearances. Oh my gosh. Mm -hmm. <laughs> this just got so much more complex. Yeah. Okay, so that was during your time with NATO. Correct. When you were working with our best friend, who we love dearly, Luigi Sinapi, mm -hmm. our BFF from Italy. Mm -hmm. Okay, and then everyone who knows the Smith family knows that we are a family who enjoys board games and snacks. So two questions. First, favorite board game. Second, favorite thing to snack on while... Board game or game, because we are a big card family. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So what mm -hmm. is the game of choice, and what is the snack on the table? Okay, it's really tough for the games. Really, 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 really tough. But the games that your mom and I have uh, come to really appreciate and enjoy are... Uh, any of the trains. Okay. I have to uh, say... And I think they got North America and Europe yeah. and Germany and Switzerland. I was going to say, personally, I would just go for North America. Keep it simple if you're listening to this. Could be. Don't get caught up in the complexities. There's a couple of games that we play with some very dear friends of ours that are kind of mythical and uh, Middle Ages kind mm, of like. Like Dominion. Like Dominion, yeah. Really enjoy Dominion. Uh, and Mom and I, and with some other friends, and even you, Scrabble. Scrabble okay. still is a mainstay for I us. I love Scrabble, but I really enjoy lose Scrabble. consistently. I beat you guys once, like at this time last year. I beat you once, and it was fabulous. Don't you dare edit this out. <laughs> we let you in. Shut up! No, you didn't. I came up with a zygote. I got zygote on the board. I feel like that is why I won. <laughs> But you are, you are now a formidable challenger. No, I'm not a formidable challenger. We've all played with Martha. She mops the floor. She's pretty good. But the other game is not a board game per se, but the other game we enjoy is the rolling of the pigs. Past the pigs? Past the pigs, yes. You are the devil when you I play that certainly game. am. And you wear that badge I proudly. I love it. Yes, yes. <laughs> so does Dutch Blitz not even rank? Oh, I forgot about Dutch Blitz. Oh, you no, forgot about Dutch Blitz. I enjoy Dutch Blitz too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep, I love them all. Many really of Christmases have been spent playing Dutch Blitz at the island in Shawnigan and now at the dining at the kitchen table here in Red here Deer. In Red Deer. Yep. Bruising our knuckles and our hands and uh, saying some choice words to each other across the table. And how I'm really appreciative is uh, I hardly ever complain about where the game is going, who's winning. And no, you're very humble. I'm very respectful. And you never once say anything along like at frustration about not being able to get any cards off. No, that's right. You're yeah. very quiet very when rarely you play. Say it. Yep. Yeah, no, it's if if more people could play Dutch Blitz like you, I think we'd have a much quieter game. I think the same. You're absolutely the worst. And I'm lying what, through my teeth. <laughs> what is the snack of choice during a game? I I for me it's good old Lay's potato chips. Oh, so good. Nothing, no ketchup flavor, no nothing. Sea salt vinegar, just good old straightforward yellow bag, Lay's potato chips. Okay. With mugs root beer. Oh, so you're a mug guy. Oh, I'm a rug beer. A rug beer. <laughs> I'm a mugs root beer kind of guy. Yeah. Enjoy it. Okay. And Love then um, what's one place any individual must go before they die? I have dozens of them. Absolutely dozens of them. Because uh, oh, you've seen, you've seen a lot of corners of this world. We have, yeah. Because you were in Japan on a mission. Yeah. You you haven't been to Australia though, have you? No, I haven't been to Australia. Great, we've got one beat. But when I look at at where we've been and what we've done, there's a there's a town made very famous for a variety of movies, probably in the '60s and '70s, called Positano. P o s i t a n o. And it goes from the from the coastline of the Amalfi Coast 
and angles up to the top of the hill in a triangle-like shape. Stunningly, stunningly beautiful. Architecture, buildings, homes, hotels, all of it, roadways, is like a Hollywood set. And it's, it's where it just screams and rages love and, and beauty. It's wonderful. Is Okay, I don't think I've been to Positano, even though we were there for so many years. No, I don't think you um, made it. Is that where there's like a hole in a mountain? Yep, that's up one of the tops. Oh, of the okay, stairs. okay, so that is yeah. okay. Because yes, yeah, in in a in a side of a rock on a mountain. I feel like every visitor that came to see us while we lived abroad, we made sure that they got to Positano, but we never made sure that your children got to Positano. No, which is kind of no um, rude, honestly. Well, uh, probably. I was gonna ask, but is there I, a phrase for that say, in Russian? Uh, yes, and it's uh, Tovsky Pupsky. <laughs> and uh, your mom and I loved every minute of it, so we enjoyed it to a fullest extent for the whole family. So no one else needed it. No, no. Yeah, well, it, it was a bit of a distance from Naples. Yeah, no, it wasn't. Accommodations like a... was, uh, it, it's a high touristy area. Yeah. So um, it was not cheap to do a, a time there. Mm-hmm. And your mom only, and I only had like a Friday, Saturday night getaway there. Mm-hmm. But uh, I hope we've instilled in you children and anyone else listening that that is a place to look at going and okay. seeing. And then, of course, close off the coast from there is Capri. I've been to Capri a number of times. Beautiful place. I loved it. And and I'm going to return to home now, return to Newfoundland. I was raised in Cornerbrook, as I shared, left home at 19. And just in my waning high school years, the provincial and federal government established on the west coast of Newfoundland a national park called Grossmore National Park. Mm. I never, ever saw it or went there before I left home and left the island. Subsequent to to uh, to um, my Navy career, I had an opportunity to be employed with the provincial government of Newfoundland and Labrador in the Marine Services section. And your mom came and lived with me there for about about a, almost a year. Yeah. And we made the de- the, the the determination to go and check out this gross morn. Fell in love with it. Really. It is some of the most extraordinary natural beauty you'll see and find anywhere. And when I say natural beauty, because that was natural beauty to Impositano, but to a great extent it was man-made because of how they developed that town up yeah, there. Yeah, the they coastline. like made it this enchanted Whereas world. Whereas Gross Morn and a goodly portion of rural coastal Newfoundland is the most rugged, rough, majestical, oh my gosh, scenery that you'll find anywhere. And Gross Morn was phenomenal. Uh, you've got the mountains there, and they, they have fjord-like inlets like what you'll see along the coast of Norway. And there's something called, uh, I think it's called the Tablelands, which is is a flat range of, of mountains for a period of time there in the Grossmorn area. And it has this sort of uh, moon lunar-like rolling down dust and rocks that looks like you're on the moon or something. Oh. Not that I've been to the moon, even though I've been threatened to be booted there a number of times. <laughs> um, it, it, from what you've seen from, you know... Uh, the trips that have occurred where the astronauts have landed on the moon, it, it has that appearance. Hmm. It's really quite striking. Okay. Beautiful area. Okay. Beautiful, beautiful So area. Newfoundland, I'm excited. I've, I've been twice, and I'm hoping to go back because, yeah, it's been beautiful. And the food and the people. Do you have a favorite Newfie phrase? Because you always quote your grand, but I don't actually know if your grand said any of the things that you claim she said She to was you. a lovely old lady, that nan of mine. Oh, Nan, Back not down Gran. Here, we don't call Nan. Gran, we call them Nan. Nan. My Nan is an expression I still use to this day when I'm asked how I'm doing. Uh, when Nan would come down in the morning there at the cottage in, in Robinson's and we'd be throwing the logs on the fire there, she'd come out, come down the stairs, and we'd say, Nan, how you going? How you getting on this morning there, Nan? And she'd say, my son, top drawer, right up there with the socks and underwear. <laughs> and I loved her for that. She was a lovely, great, great old lady she was. 
Nan. Nan Morris, she was. M-O-R-R-I-S. What did she have to say about wind and going free? Something that I think you live by quite... Well, there were two, actually. Quite literally. Should I actually say these? <laughs> say it. Well, one was... <laughs> I think it's fun. One was, now she's probably going to roll over in her grave. Maybe she didn't really say it, but I do accredit it to her. But one <laughs> expression was... Uh, uh, one expression was, uh, wherever you may be, wherever you may be, let your wind go free. <laughs> Which and someone did once upon a time on a road trip to Austria, but we will revisit it at a later date. Oh, that's date. a whole new podcast. We will revisit that, that at a later date. Christmas was not going to happen that year because of the <laughs> phantom farter in that van going northbound. Christmas was canceled it like was. seven times over in that car. <laughs> and what's the other expression? It's better to... Bear the shame, then store it up and bear the pain. Yeah, let it out and bear the shame, then store yeah, it up and bear, bear the, the pain. pain. Oh, terrible. Nan. Oh, Nan there. She's just a lovely <laughs> what, lady. What a sweet little lass. <laughs> she was. I cannot. No, can't she Can't do was, any of the accent to save my she life. She was sweet as sweet as could be. Love her. Anne Morris, she was. Nan Aww. Morris. That's your great, your grandma's, my mom's mm-hmm. mom, mm-hmm. Caroline Morris. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right, so just before we wrap up, I have one final question, and mm. then I want to know what you're liking and loving. My final... Ooh, two. I think you answered it with Positano, though, but I want to make sure. Favorite view you've ever seen? Have we covered that between Gross Morin and Positano? Well, uh, I think so. But, as you know, I served... A 30 20 Navy, and a half years? 30, well, 30 total between regular mm. reserve time and okay. Navy career. And uh, about 12 of them were going you know, to sea and traveling the world in the ocean's blue for about almost 13 years of those. And um, the sunsets and sunrises. Mm-hmm. I, when you're out at sea in the middle of absolutely nowhere. Not able to swim. And not able to swim as I was. <laughs> uh, you know, the, the sunrises and sunsets would just stop you in your tracks. I believe it. But but that's only if it was a nice, clear morning or evening. Mm-hmm. You know, if there's any weather, cloud, rain, or rough seas, it would be a challenge to experience it per se. But uh, no, the sunsets and sunrises at sea in the middle of the Pacific or middle of the North Atlantic, just stunning. Mm-hmm. It really causes you to think, where am I really? What am I really doing? And what am I, you know, what am I about? Mm-hmm. Where's life right now? What, what What's, what's, What's some major decisions I gotta really reflect on? It's, it's, okay, wow. It's, it's, it's almost like it's holy. It's just beautiful. Okay. Yeah, it, it really impresses upon you the, uh, the magnificence of nature and the world yeah. about you. It's, it's cherished. You're actually the second person I've asked that question to who has said um, sunrise, sunsets on a boat. Because when I had the opportunity to interview our girl, Sam Hayden, for the podcast, she oh. had the same thing. Her favorite view was on a boat, I believe it was sunset, could be sunrise, on a boat in Croatia when she was working on a sailboat out there. And she said the exact same thing, that it just kind of takes your breath away kind of moment. Can I tell you one more? Mm-hmm. Beautiful area. Young naval cadet on Her Majesty's Canadian ship Yukon. We had pulled into um, the island of uh, Maui and we went out for dinner in up on the northwest side of... Uh, Maui to uh, a very, very well-known and, and touristy recognized uh, coastal community of Lahaina, L-A-H-A-I-N-A. And we had done dinner and we were just strolling the beach before we got uh, the shuttle back to the ship and sunset again mm-hmm. was occurring. And as I looked out a little bit of an inlet further past the, to the coast and to the open ocean, the sun was going down. 
And mm. I stood there with my feet in the sand and the gentle, gentle little lapping of the water coming in. And I thought, I don't know who she is. I don't know where I'll find her, but I'm coming right back here. And I'm enjoying the sunset. That was before you were married? Before I was married. You were young. I was. I was only 19 or 20. Oh, my gosh. And wow. uh, um, how many years later would that be? 30 just... years? 30 years later. Oh, th I thought you meant just from when you met mom. No, but yeah, so 30 no, years later. 30 years later, around our 30th anniversary. Oh, that was when you took her We were finally in Lahaina. We had dinner, and we walked to that same beach and Shut looked at and took in the sunset. I'm it was so, so sweet. That's so, so cute. So, so sweet. I said, you know, you're the one. She said, what do you mean I'm the one? 30 years ago, I stood here and said, Oh, my gosh. That I'll be with the woman I love. And I will take in a sunset here someday. And we did it. It was just, just beautiful. I did not expect to cry with you on my podcast today. Sorry, sorry. I thought we were just going to be teasing each other and giggling, but this was a new level, but I'm glad you shared that. Yeah. Um, okay, so the final question before I ask you just for your likes and loves in general. Is there anything you wish you could have told a younger Nansen at some point? Would you think younger Nansen did pretty good for himself? Got you to hear. I think the younger Nansen has done okay. He really has. He's been very, very... Blessed and taken care of. Yeah. But your mom knows that for her entire marriage. She knew I was married to something else. And that was the Navy. Yeah. So I never achieved command of a vessel. But I had some senior assignments and appointments in, in seagoing vessels. But if I could have told the younger Nansen, it would be when you get to those critical points where so much of life will need to be juggled, you can do it. Because I would love to have been command qualified mm -hmm. and have been able to have had my own command. Mm -hmm. But your mom and your wonderful children made happen in my life what needed to have happen. And I have no regrets. Mm. I loved my career. I loved how your mom was so beautifully supportive. And how you all rolled with the punches as you did. And let this old guy ride a, at least 30 years with uh, with that setting. Nice. But yeah, just give it your best shot, Nansen. Shoot for the stars. And your mom has an expression, shoot for the stars. And if you land on a mountaintop, oh well. And so <laughs> I feel I didn't quite get the stars as it related to my Navy career. But I certainly landed on a mountaintop. And life has been beautiful. Nice. She has another expression. Well, we have another expression for her. Ten pounds of potatoes in a five-pound sack. Oh, that's my expression. <laughs> yeah, your poor mother. I'm sure she's just worn up by my saying that. Evelyn, please stop. I know, I know. You're going to say squeeze ten pounds in a five-pound sack. <laughs> Thank you. Um, is there anything that you're liking and loving right now that's making days a little easier, life a little brighter? I think it's just knowing that, you know, with how the COVID-19 pandemic is about to end, what's making my life brighter is knowing that we're going to have hopefully so much more now by way of normalcy and, mm -hmm. you know, life as we knew it in, in the past, 18, 20 months ago, and that we can connect again with family, mm -hmm. visit, go there, they come here, and uh, be back with our friends. I mm -hmm. am really looking forward to being revived by all that. 
Nice. Yeah, enough of Zoom, enough of distance meetings, enough of phone calls. You're ready for some enough in person. Of, oh, hopefully in another month or two. Yeah, you know, the, the, and, and, I, and I, I honestly mean this. Your mom and I have made this such a petitioning prayer that, you know, life will take the turn that it needs, that things will improve where they need to improve, that we can rekindle and revive ourselves with all that's so important and meaningful to us by way of family and friends. And I am thrilled to know that that's now living. Excellent. Well, that's it. That's all the questions. You survived the well, podcast. I hope, I hope you enjoyed it. And I hope that those who may listen will go, oh, wow, okay, interesting. Nice. That there'll be something in there. It was definitely, there was informative for me, not only in your personal life and then mom and your marriage, but also in learning that HMCS actually means Her Majesty's Canadian Ship. Exactly. So you were in the Navy for 30 years and I never caught on to that. And one of my pet peeves <laughs> is when you see it written out, they say the HMCS. There's no the to it. Because you can't say the Her Majesty. It's Her Majesty's Canadian Ship, HMCS. <laughs> not it's the Her Majesty's Canadian Ship. Okay, everybody? Excellent. Write, write everybody, that down. take write note. That down. Take note. Take note. Awesome. Well, everyone listening, have a fabulous week. And thank you, Becky. This was fun. I'm glad. I'm glad we got to do this. And happy Father's Day. Thank you. Bye, everybody. Bye. Well, there you there it is, and there you have it. I hope you enjoyed listening to me and my dad, and I hope that um, you got a little little emotional as well when he shared the thing about going to Hawaii with my mom. I don't know. I'm a hopeless romantic at heart. Not even at heart. I'm a hopeless romantic all over, and um, I just love really cute like meeting stories and then really cute just like relationship tidbits and so definitely got a little teary about that but I love them and they are some incredible people that I am very fortunate and very I'm very grateful to call my parents um and if you're wondering if you're new to the podcast there is an ask Evelyn episode we recorded um a month or two ago so you can scroll through the episodes and listen to that and then you can get a little taste of what my mom is like in the meantime though um, how's everyone doing with this heat wave? I feel like we were all getting a little overconfident, a little showy, maybe a little bit too brazen with the hot girl summer. Like we were all expecting to live our best lives this summer. Um, and mother nature was like, mm, let me show you. So she basically decided to just be like hot heat wave girl summer. Um, yeah, so really just heat wave girl summer. That's where we're at. And before anyone comes for me, I do realize that this is much more an issue of global warming, which was caused by us humans. So if anything, uh, I guess my initial statement was true. We all decided we wanted to be hot girl summer. So we caused global warming and now we're having a heat wave girl summer. So how are we, everyone? How are we coping? I feel like, and this is not meant to sound like a flex. This is me just sharing my truth. Um, my tanning exploits maybe have prepared me for this a little bit because when I'm tanning, I essentially just sleep in the sun all day long. And now living through a heat wave, I sleep like a baby, like no issues sleeping. I want to sleep all day. I don't know how that is for everyone else, but I'm like a little bit uncomfortable because it's hot, but I'm also like, it's fine. I'm just going to go sleep for four hours. And I don't really know if that's healthy, but I'm grateful that my tanning has prepared me for sleeping in heat. So, you know, kind of, kind of thriving. Mm, no, I'm definitely just surviving, but hey, we're all trying. Anyways, some things that I'm liking this week are 
right now, as it stands in Edmonton, we can have some outdoor gatherings. And so I had a friend put together, well, sorry, I didn't have her. I was invited. My friend put together an outdoor movie night and I was very lucky to have been invited. And I got to attend an outdoor movie, which felt pretty special given that we haven't been able to really see anyone in over a year. And I got to watch Cruella and I'll be honest... When people were, like, buying Cruella to watch it before it, like, was for free on Disney+, Plus, and I just kind of, like, laughed. I'm like, ugh, like, it's not going to be that good. There's no way I'm going to pay for it. And so I didn't. But I need to, like, submit my apologies to Disney, to Emma Stone, to the people involved in that movie. Because it was honestly so much better than I was expecting it to be is not a kid movie like mm, just unless your kids like a little touch of like the dark humor and like death um don't take your kids to it but wow I genuinely enjoyed it maybe it's because I was high on serotonin of being surrounded by humans again um but no I genuinely think Cruella with Emma Stone was phenomenal I wouldn't say it's worth $35 like you can just wait till it's free on Disney plus someone else had bought it for the movie night so of course I showed up because I'm cheap but it was really good so whether or not you buy it or you watch it free once it's on Disney plus just watch it however you choose because I thoroughly enjoyed it second if you've known me for two minutes you know that I live with my one of my best friends or some of my best friends one of which is a baker cook extraordinaire and ice cream cake maker I feel like you can't call ice cream cake baked because it isn't but yesterday sticking with the can have outdoor gatherings theme we had a couple friends over for ice cream cake and it felt so good to be hosting and to be around friends again so guys if you're comfortable getting the vaccine, please get the mother flipping vaccine. And even if you're not comfortable getting the vaccine, consider it and then just get the mother flipping vaccine, please. Because this feels so good. And I'm so happy that I get to host events again with friends. And yeah, homemade ice cream cake. You get like a one of the brick things of ice cream, like this the square containers that are just like wrapped in cardboard they literally just look like a brick of ice cream and you like cut it so they're all like thin and then you like press it into the pan and then you put whatever you want in between the layers of the ice cream so homegirl hooks us up with a oreo crumb crust and then oreo crumbs and two bite brownies chunks like in the middle and then ice cream on top and then scorbits and oreo oh my gosh guys it's so good it's so good so that is what I'm liking this week. Really just riding on the high of seeing friends again and seeing people. Oh my gosh. And your girl bought a crop top because as previously mentioned, it is heat wave girl summer. And though I wish we took global warming a little more seriously and we weren't having to live through this um, while we are, while we are, I decided I was going to buy a crop top and I work out a lot and I'm in, in bikinis a lot and so I'm not uncomfortable with my body or my stomach but other than posting like hot photos where I look hot with my stomach I'm not like an avid wearer of crop tops casually in public but that is going to change because I look good and not just like oh yeah like that's that's okay like you, you could run to the grocery store at midnight when like no one's gonna see you no 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 I look damn good and if you don't believe me 
I will post a photo to prove it because I'm just like, wow, Becky, look at you go. So anyways, things that I'm loving and liking, seeing friends, watching Cruella, eating homemade ice cream cake and crop tops. And I will be buying more crop tops. Anyways, that's it. That's all from me. I hope you guys enjoyed these two weeks of hearing me chat with my dad. And as always, don't forget to follow, like, and comment on the Hey I Like You underscore podcast Instagram page. I mean it when I say it every time. I'm so grateful for those of you that are listening and that those of you that have like been hanging around since we kind of kicked this off in January and just wanted to see where this would go. Every week is a process, learning new things, trying to think of things that I can share that are interesting to me, but I hope also interesting to all of you. So I really appreciate just you showing up, being here and hanging out with me and giggling with me and sometimes crying because sometimes it's okay to cry. It's actually always okay to cry, but sometimes we cry while we record. Anyways, I hope you have a great week. I hope you're able to stay cool and please don't forget to subscribe. Uh, to the podcast if you're listening on Apple Podcast and rate and review again if you're listening on Apple Podcast. If you're not, just subscribe on Spotify and know that I love you and I would kiss all of you on the mouth. Okay, I'm not kidding. Don't even don't even tempt me with a good time. Okay, bye guys. Mm-hmm.